Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Responsible Podcast. Today, we're going to bring you a conversation with CEO of UpTop Acres, Christoph Grina. We're going to dive into stormwater runoff issues faced in Washington, D.C., and how UpTop Acres is working to address these problems. Then, we're going to look into what rooftop farming looks like compared to traditional farming. We will also talk about how UpTop is constantly evolving as a company, even turning into an event management company that is using its rooftop real estate to educate the community on the importance of their work. We hope you enjoy this episode and learn more about this fascinating company and how Responsible and UpTop plan to partner in 2018 on projects to help bring awareness and funding to the Anacostia River Shed. Enjoy. What's going on, podcast world? Kevin Sofen here, sitting down with UpTop Acres CEO and founder Christoph Grina, possibly the DC and maybe the world's most eligible bachelor. Christoph, how are we doing today? Doing well, doing well. Un- unfortunately, not not a, or not unfortunately not a bachelor these days. Oh but, yeah, uh, yeah. So sorry about that to anyone who was interested. It's okay, you never know. But either way, <laughs> everyone everyone wants some Christoph. So. Christoph, give us a little background about yourself and in Uptop Acres. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me on. Um, Uptop Acres is a company that I started with two friends from high school here in D.C. Um, on the surface, we're a rooftop farming company, so we grow organic fruits, vegetables, cut flowers, um, keep bees on rooftops around the DC metro area. Um, we grow in soil, um, utilizing sort of industry standard green roof technology, um, with a specialized soil blend that has been developed, uh, to grow food on roofs. Um, but also maintain the sort of, uh, stormwater retention, um, and lightweight, quick draining nature of, of green roof, uh, systems. Um, we also, so that's sort of our, our face. Um, we've got, we do a, a whole lot of different things though. Um, as you sort of do when you're starting a business and, and trying to make something work, sort of throw things at a wall and see what sticks. We also host events on our roofs. So everything from farm to table dinners to happy hours to, uh, educational programming with local schools, job training. Uh, we've done comedy shows. We've done, um, you know, partnerships with breweries. So really just trying to activate this awesome sort of one of a kind space we've got on top of these buildings, um, here in DC. That's really cool. So you started this from an idea and the passion of farming. And, and I know that DC has some interesting dynamics with their stormwater runoff issues. Can you t- dive in a little bit more about the, the stormwater aspect and, and how this Uptop Acres is playing a role in that? Yeah. So when we started, when we first started Uptop, I mean, the goal was basically we, we want to, we got inspired by a group uh, out of New York called Brooklyn Grange, um, who are sort of the uh, de facto leaders of this uh, rooftop farming, green roof farming movement, um, just by virtue of being around the longest, which at this point is five or six years. Um, so pretty, pretty, uh, the, the industry is in its infancy, um, but certainly growing fast. And we started out 
with the idea. We just wanted to grow food. This is awesome. I come from the farming background. I've all, I grew up in the city. Uh, I was running, helping manage farms outside of the city in Maryland. And I really wanted to sort of have the best of both worlds, be able to grow food and be able also be able to live in the city close to friends and family. Um, so this is sort of the manifestation of that. And as we were sort of trying to figure out, you know, how can we, how can we make this work? How can we get people interested? How do we fit this into the existing, you know, infrastructure and regulatory network? Um, we really stumbled across green roofs um, and then the possibility to integrate agriculture into green roof systems. Um, and that sort of brought us to stormwater. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, there, it, we're still very much at the beginning of sort of learning how agricultural green roofs can uh, play a role within the greater stormwater management um, ecosystem. So, I mean, at, at the base, our roofs are green roofs. Um, so they, they have all of that stormwater uh, retention and management capabilities. The issue is quantifying it. So where other standard green roof systems, whether they be, uh, you know, extensively planted seed on roofs or, you know, intensively planted roofs with uh, grass, um, grasses or other landscape plants, uh, th those have been around for, you know, 40, 50, 60 years. They've got a lot of data on them. Um, in terms of rooftop agriculture and green roof systems, there, there's sort of a dearth of data. Um, so it's been, it's been exciting and both challenging to be at the forefront of really being focused on trying to integrate this new use for green roof technology into the existing and, you know, honestly, future um, regulatory network. Um, so to that we have created a partnership with some professors that work at the University of Maryland. We're, we're in the process right now of securing some funding to do some long-term research studies, um, one to two year long, that are gonna revolve around uh, quantifying the stormwater retention capabilities of these rooftop farm systems, quantifying uh, what the implications are for uh, nutrient management um, of these systems, whether we have an excess of nutrients running off of our, of our agricultural roofs compared to green roofs, um, looking at the long-term you know, biodiversity implications of, of a rooftop farm system um, as it relates to birds and insects. Um, so all this stuff is sort of very much in its infancy, but we're trying to be in addition to running a business, we're trying to be a thought leader, trying to be a, a leader in research um, when it comes to rooftop agriculture. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's from afar, it's been amazing watching that. So when trying to quantify what you're just talking about in regards to the amount of water that's captured and how that's possibly reducing the stress on the infrastructure in the city, how are you guys going about quantifying that? Um, so... Basically, the, the, an easy way to, to do is we have, you know, you have a roof um, of a building and a, a big commercial building. They're flat roofs. They have a pitch to them. They run down um, to, to drains that are placed throughout the roof. Um, when you have a green roof, the water flows the exact same way, you know, down to the drains. And so what we do is we install pressure transducers, um, drain gauges at, uh, at each of the 
uh, downspouts on the roof. And basically what that does is that measures the intensity, the duration um, of the flow of water um, when you have a rainfall event. And we're, that's all connected uh, to an, a control node that is cloud-enabled, so it's recording that data constantly. Um, we can then cross-reference that data with weather data that is collected from a, a weather station that we have on the roofs. Um, so that's measuring, uh, you know, rainfall intensity, wind speed, uh, you know, humidity, duration of the rainfall. And so by analyzing those two things alongside of each other, we can get a picture of how the water, the stormwater is moving through uh, a, a green roof system. That's really interesting. It, it's, it's cool to, to take the perspective of thinking, hey, one building or each building within a larger community, if they, they partake in this type of action, can actually make a larger impact within the whole community. And I mean, it's something that sounds good, but it's cool to see that you're now actually taking some of this data, metadata and microdata, and actually trying to showcase that this is something that really can work to help play a larger piece within the whole puzzle of the stormwater runoff problem. Yep. Um, yeah, and, and I mean, it's it's also, it's, it's very interesting because we're, we've been able to work with some of the regulatory agencies. I mean, D.C., itself is one of the leaders um, when it comes to sort of progressive stormwater management um, policies. That is in result of the, the Clean Water Act um, and the, the regulations around the Chesapeake Bay um, and the requirements of, of different municipalities within that Chesapeake Bay watershed to Know, basically reduce their their pollutant load, um, whether it's nutrient or whether it's you know volume of stormwater, and and DC's really embraced green infrastructure, um, and you're specifically in doing that. So it's been it's been very interesting to be able to meet with the regulatory agency here. Um, they are you know very tough as they should be because this is you know that their job is to make sure that we're not we're not putting our our ecosystems at risk. But they have, have been very open to working with us and helping to give us good guidelines and metrics that we need to sort of measure and stick by. And, you know, it's a long process. But as a result, we're going to, I think, eventually come away with some really good data that's going to be able to help inform other municipalities um, sort of as they start to adopt uh, stormwater management um, policies, too. And that's what we call a thought leader, my friend. Yes. That's good stuff. So. You've taken it one step further from not only having the garden weeds on top of a roof to perform that stormwater runoff problem, but you've infused your passion for farming and now able to have high-producing, high-yielding farms on top of roofs that's able to produce, what is it, nuts, berries, vegetables. You know, what, what are these types of foods that you're growing, and, and then what's your supply chain look like in terms of getting that to the market? Um, so we grow everything from, uh, lettuces, you know, leafy greens, herbs, all the way up to tomatoes and peppers, watermelons. Uh, we do a lot of cut flowers, um, to local florists, um, at farmer's markets. So we grow, we grow a sort of wide array of stuff. We're starting to, uh, narrow that down as we figure out the economics of everything. 
Um, but a big, a big thing for us, and you know, aside from the fact that we're growing food, you know, ten stories up on top of a building, the thing that distinguishes our operation from you know a farm on the ground outside of the city um, is our distribution chain. So for the business to work, we basically figured out we need to we need to cut out the cost of of distribution as much as possible. Um, so a typical farming enterprise distribution costs will be, you know, 20, 25% of the, uh, of the operating costs. Um, we knew we needed to cut that down. So what we have figured out is, you know, we, we are operating these farms on top of these big commercial buildings, whether they're offices, whether they're apartment buildings, you know, there, there's our ready-made, uh, you know, customer base right there. You know, we need to sell this food on site so that we're, we don't need to distribute it. We don't need a truck. We don't need a van to do that. We can harvest it same day. So we need limited refrigeration and cold storage, um, limited packaging. So what we've come up with is, is a farm membership program, which is where the vast majority of our food goes. And basically you have, you know, tenants of the building, people in the surrounding neighborhood sign up uh, at the beginning of the year and they get weekly shares of what's in season throughout um, the entire growing season. Um, it lasts anywhere from 24 to 30 weeks. Um, and these people are getting, you know, 20 to $30 of food a week. And we distribute it from the lobby of the buildings they're in. So the food never travels further than, uh, you know, the number of floors uh, in the building from the roof down to the lobby. Um, and that is both something that sort of benefits us from a, a business model standpoint and a, a cost of being sold standpoint, but also uh, our customers are getting fresher food. It's, it's harvested that day. Um, it's not being shipped across the country. It's not, you know, being handled and in and out of trucks and, you know, whatnot. They're getting it a couple hours after it was cut. Um, and, and that makes a world of difference in taste. So you guys are saving on costs, reducing the environmental burden of the distribution chain, and finding and creating happier customers. So it mm -hmm. seems like a win-win-win all the way around. Yep. Which I like. So and, and it seems like as you as you started to do this more, you've you've really taken on the the stormwater issue and then the farm to fork issue of the local distribution of the vegetables. Tell me a little bit more about the evolution of the company in terms of how you've evolved into somewhat of a event management and, and sort of some of these different events that you've hosted and, and, and tell me a little bit more about these events and, and what the response has been. So we, we sort of knew from the get-go that we were going to be, that we wanted to do events. Um, that's a big part of uh, sort of what makes the business model work. Um, farming's always been a pretty low margin, uh, endeavor historically, uh, sort of no matter, no matter what, what, where you are, what kind of growing practices you're using. Um, people typically don't get rich farming at large, um, getting people up to the roof, getting people to think about their food system, whether it's urban agriculture, whether it's rural agriculture, um, a local food system versus an industrialized food system. You know, by having these events, we get a group of, you know, 100, 150 people in front of us 
and I get to preach to them for five to 10 minutes, uh, you know, about why they should care about where their food comes from, why they should be focused on spending their, their dollars and their food dollars in, in responsible ways. Um, no pun so, intended with the oh, word responsible, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I also enjoy um, the opportunity to, to get on the soapbox and talk about water as much as you like to talk about food. So yeah. I feel you there. Yep. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, from, from the revenue side of stuff, I mean, events, we, we have really a one of a kind, uh, in, in DC event venue, you know, we've got our event spaces on a roof, uh, that overlooks, uh, the Washington nationals baseball stadium. It has a view of Capitol building of the Washington monument and the rest of the DC skyline. Um, it's, it's really sort of a stunning space and we have space that we're not growing food on that we have, you know, uh, a typical rooftop patio. So why would we, you know, it would be sort of stupid in our opinion, not to use it. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, I mean, we, this, our, this was our first full year, uh, 2017, uh, on that space doing events. We hosted about a hundred events. We had over 5,000 people come up to the roof. Wow. Uh, we had everything from, yoga with, you know, weekly yoga classes, um, happy hours. We had farm to table dinners that highlighted, um, different issues in the food system, whether it's food waste. Um, we used all seconds, uh, second produce for that meal. We had, we did a dinner with a, a local company called, uh, Foodini, which is a meal delivery service that, employs uh, refugee chefs from Syria, from Laos, um, and across the world that have recently immigrated to the U.S. and have these amazing culinary art skills, but ha are having trouble, you know, putting them to use and finding um, employment through other means. So that, you know, the events give us a way to you know, to highlight other, other companies that, you know, we align with, our values align with. Um, build a community, you know, generate opportunity. Um, and that's something that's, you know, that goes beyond just, you know, a revenue stream. It's, it's something that's having an impact. That's really awesome. Well, so one last question, what is next for Uptop Acres? What is, what does 2018 and beyond look like for you? Uh, 2018. So we're pretty, pretty laser focused now on planning for, for next year. We're going to be opening, uh, a new roof uh, in the DC area. It's going to double our, our current space. We'll be at uh, about two acres um, of growing space. So that's that's a big haul. Um, we've got to we've got to get all of our supplies. We've got to you know get get all of our logistics worked out so that's ready to hit the ground running. Um, we are gearing up for another event season. So um, starting to lock down dates for, you know, for all those start, start selling tickets, um, at the start of the new year, uh, we're expanding our farm membership program so that that's going to be sort of a, a challenge to do, do that marketing, um, do all those signups and outreach for a new space. Um, hopefully get started in, in 
sort of enforce with our data collection um, and, and really sort of have that going on multiple roofs and, and start to, to be able to analyze and present some of that data by the end of the year. And then uh, 2018 is big, uh, the farm bill, um, new farm bill every five years, uh, USDA comes together and creates this behemoth of a, of a bill that is, you know, touches everything from rural farms to urban farms to, uh, you know, food stamps to, uh, to anything that, anything that impacts food in any form. Um, and we have the unique opportunity to be located here in DC. Uh, our main, our, you know, HQ roofs are a mile and a half from the Capitol and from the USDA. So we're trying to do a lot of lobbying around the farm bill to get support and resources in there for urban agriculture, for rooftop agriculture, you know, in the form of you know, low interest loans, small loans for startups, um, sort of, you know, funding for data collection, for research. Um, and so that's a big haul um, outside of just the normal day-to-day -day operations. But that's something that, you know, we, it would be a wasted opportunity to not, you know, be up on the hill lobbying. And um, we've got some, we've, we've had some good conversations and there's some real interest from, um, from a lot of members of Congress in, in really starting to build this, this urban agriculture uh, industry through, um, through the Farm Bill um, and try to throw some federal support behind it because up until now there hasn't really been that much. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you are in a, the mecca of politics, so there's, there's yes. no shortage of discussion of, of that going <laughs> on there. And it's, it's really inspirational to watch it from afar, to, to see you – uh, fulfilling your passion, but also driving it in with with so many different aspects from the entertainment, the farm to fork, the education, the the everything to even bee harvesting. It's 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 uh, really cool to see the life of its own, and hopefully uh, I will be able to spend some more time out there this year. I, DC is my my home away from my home, and mm -hmm. uh, responsible would love nothing more than to participate in some of the events, even some of the education outreach. So maybe towards the middle of uh, 2018 or kind of summertime, we'd love to do some collab in any way where we could help sponsor or kind of do some educational outreach at some of your events. Yeah, we need we need a water event. Dude, let's do a water event. Perfect. Love it. So if people want to learn more about you or Uptop Acres or getting a hold of you, how would they do that? Uh, we are online, uh, uptopacres.com. Uh, at Uptop Acres on every social media platform. We're pretty active, we try to stay, stay involved and engaged um, in that realm, the digital realm. Um, we, have, we are going to be doing a uh, small crowdfunding campaign early, uh, late winter, early spring, um, sort of around the launch of the new roof. So if people are interested in some cool prizes, if they're in the D.C. area, they can come out and you know, come to some events. Or if they're from afar, we're going to be offering some of our honey um, and other uh, food products as rewards for that. So stay tuned there. Um, Great. Yeah. Nice, man. Well, it's been a pleasure learning more about 
the epic journey of Uptop Acres. I'm excited to, to watch to see what happens in 2018 and look forward to more collaboration between Responsible and Uptop Acres. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Hey, take care. Cheers. Oh.